378th consecutive week of Cinema PsyOps. I'm your host, Court, the guy who's coming to you live with a hemp-derived legal high, and joining me all the way across the city of Omaha in his underground studio bunker is my co-host, Matt. I kind of want to wear sunglasses throughout the entire movie and nothing else. <laughs> Aviators. Well, yeah. Yeah, nothing, else except for, uh, nothing else except for a natural amount of foreskin that we're not used to seeing in our, in yeah, our, well, that's, <laughs> our modern That's what America. happens. Welcome. <laughs> I mean, listen, man, it's a, it's a foreign film. All right. It's, yeah. it, it is what it is. <laughs> this week we're talking about Shining Sex, which is a Jess Franco film. And God, is it obvious with all of the shots of Lena Ramey's vulva. <laughs> yeah. I mean, holy cow. Listen. I feel, I feel like, we brought feel some like sexy a, back this week, right? Yeah, yeah, we really did. I, I kind of, I almost feel like uh, 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 <laughs> the great. Now the word's gone. I had the joke, and it's gone. Uh, fuck it. Uh, you almost feel like a gynecologist. Yes, a gynecologist. Thank you, Jesus Christ. Yeah, you're just welcome. Word just left me. I almost said pussy doctor. So. <laughs> wow, somebody's a little tired this morning. It's like you didn't get any sleep last night either. I know. But I slept really well, actually. <laughs> it's the I first time I've lot. actually heard you use the word pussy, like, ever. <laughs> pussy. Like, you usually know, say, like, right? hoo ha dilly or something. Hoo ha dilly, yeah. yeah. Uh, hoo daddy, <laughs> you know, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't typically use the word a lot because I'm obviously not an adult. <laughs> well, you definitely should be an adult before viewing Shining Sex, my friend. You definitely yes, should. Yes, you should. If, you, if you're not, you're, you're breaking the law someplace. More than likely, absolutely. This is not really all that different from any of the other Jess Franco films that we've watched. The transfer looks absolutely terrific. And as we mentioned, there are some really long, leering shots that almost enter the vaginal canal of <laughs> yeah, the Lena Romay in this. You're staring at that. And I'm like, I mean, can Court clip this? I don't know what he's going to do. He's going to have a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Things what are definitely... the notes like? I'm like, I'm so glad he has to do the notes on this one. I don't even know what I'd say. I will say that things were definitely hard for me the entire time doing the notes. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking weirdo. <laughs> yeah, this film aroused some things in me that I already knew were there, and I was just like, Jesus, how am I going to type with one hand? So no surprises anymore, right? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I'm at the age now where, you know, I think I'm going to get more perverted, but no, it's just the same old perversions that I've always had. <laughs> Yeah, nothing's awakening in you yet. This better not awaken anything in me. <laughs> well, that's just it. Like, I know myself pretty well. So, like, I already know the stuff that I'm into or that I'm not into. So when I see something, I'm like, yeah, I've seen that before. Like, I'm yeah. almost I'm almost jaded with perversion <laughs> at this point. I gotcha. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And it feels bad to say that. Like, maybe I should go to counseling if I'm actually jaded with perversion. Nah, <laughs> you might be. Listen, you're fine. All right. <laughs> Everybody's fine here. We just watched a Jess Franco film. Everybody stop yeah. freaking out. Everything's fine. Everyone just settle down. No one's getting hurt. So I do have to do a little sort of uh, network uh, housekeeping here before we really get started into talking about the film. So Kevin is offering the show, specifically Cinema PsyOps, some Steam codes to give away, essentially because when it's a random pull, most of the time when people win or some of the time when people are winning, they're not even really video game fanatics and all of that. So Kevin extended that to our show for us to offer. And what I've decided to do, uh. this is specifically for the pirate radio edit. So once the contest thing kicks in, you're not going to hear it on the main feed. I'm going to blank it out. With 
with, you know, an episode redacted kind of thing or whatever. And this is only specifically for the Patreon feed that I'm doing this, but... made this segment way too long and there's going to be like some filler music in the main feed and the people that are in the main feed are going to be really pissed yeah i'm sorry guys <laughs> it is matt's fault because he never knows when to shut the fuck up i really don't <laughs> except for oh, when he's me. trying to think of the word gynecologist and yeah then, then i'm just that, that is just pussy doctor <laughs> And on that note, this week for the Pirate Radio Edit, we are going to be featuring songs having to do with the dangers of love or heavily implying something about funnels and love and penetration and sex and or poison and dangerous women, whatever. It all is going to fit in some way, shape or form. But up first is Kevin with the Patreon giveaway, which is yet another way for you to get a Steam code out of Legion podcast. Wanda Jackson and Funnel of Love right after this. Hey, everyone. This is Kevin. As many of you probably have heard. Bo will be heading back to school to become a teacher. Congratulations, Bo. As such, I'll be taking over the reins, managing, and spreading the good word of Legion Podcast. To kickstart things off, as an added thank you for patrons, Legion plans to have Steam Code giveaways for current Patreon backers. A random person will be picked from the Patreon, and the winners can choose from the available Steam Codes. Thank you so much for supporting Legion Podcast. You can reach me on Twitter or the Legion Discord group. My username is at LonelyBob. See you around. This'll keep it quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You caught me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com, or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for $5, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now... Back to the cutting room. Thank you.
fucking told you I would find a way to make it somehow fit. And if you listen to the lyrics of the song, they fit with some of the experiences of the characters in the film, Shining Sex. Ooh, you're doing God's work. <laughs> no, because there is no God. There is just the dude. I always I love just getting you on that one, yeah. <laughs> All right, the first 20 minutes of Shining Sex opens up with credits as Lena Ramey does her makeup and gets into a shot of a naked dude hanging wang in a photo on her makeup table. She does her hair and makes kissy faces as she has a conversation with a woman who I'm assuming was her pimp or manager or something along those lines because that woman specifically tells her that there is a couple that want to see her and they are apparently not that great because she asks how are they and the only response is eh, or something like that yeah. it's weird yeah but before we can process this they cut to obligatory close-ups of Lena Romay naked and they just happen yeah. all of a sudden it just jumps right to it like right after that conversation ends boom Lena Romay naked <laughs> yeah so good good for everyone there it's not even eight minutes into the movie and I'm already enjoying this I can tell that I am going to enjoy the rest of this film because of what Jess Franco's already done in the first like seven minutes good job everyone yeah thank you movie uh, we can pack it up and go home now <laughs> the film takes long form leering looks at her applying massage oil to her breasts her belly button and lastly her completely shaved vulva and holy shit thank you movie yeah right no kidding nice. the resolution of this blu-ray is so great that you can see every little bit of stubble that is coming off of her body from the shaving and there are a few yeah. spots where it was clearly very Ill irritated and she might have an ingrown hair or two that she's gonna have to deal with soon yeah right <laughs> but this is Mass. really things happen it's 100 natural and if you can't get over the fact that there's a few ingrown hairs there you don't deserve to see a fully shaved vagina that's right <laughs> Oh, Jesus, it's going to be that kind of show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was always going to be that kind of show. We're terrible people. This this cuts to what appears to be Ooh. a mostly nude dance routine that mm -hmm. is the same title of the film. They said presenting Cynthia or whatever her name was and Shining Sex was the name of her routine. And that's where the name of the movie comes from, folks. Yeah, they said the name. They said the name of the movie. That's my favorite part. You know? <laughs> I know. My favorite part happens to be the scene where Lena Ramey is shaking all that the maker gave her to a crowd in the hotel. That's the next thing. Now she's wearing this sort of like chainmail bikini outfit thing. And I suspect the chainmail nature of her loincloth is what may have removed all of the hair around her vulva. That could have been. Yeah. Dancing like that with chainmails as loincloths is bound to pluck many, if it's, not uh, all, pubic hair. That could possibly, possibly cause some uh, uh, chafing. <laughs> <laughs> Before we can really enjoy. I'm no doctor, though. I'm no doctor. <laughs> Before we can really enjoy the dance routine, Franco is already an extreme close up to Ramey's body with cuts to like like the crowd getting into the performance or sort of easing their way into the performance. Yeah. That is quite frankly just the right mix of erotic and funky with the dance and everything that's going on and like the crowd licking their lips and getting into it. It's probably one of the more better done sequences that Franco has done like this. So I'm already starting to be more relaxed because I'm wondering if this is one of the films where maybe he gives a little bit more of a fuck and that would be fun to watch. That'd be nice. But boy, oh boy, does this nude dance and the close-ups of her body go on for an extended amount of time. And listen, I'm not complaining, but like this movie's an hour and 40 some odd minutes. And I'd say yeah. most of that are shots of her vagina or it, vulva. It, or I, I would say at least, at least 45% of this movie is that. Yeah. Yeah. If not 75. Yeah. Holy cow. Again, just like I am like, not complaining. I'm just saying, be aware of the type of movie you're getting into if you grow. Yeah. Just. 
just know know what you're getting into before you watch this. You got uncomfortableness with this kind of stuff. I I wouldn't be a part of it. The spread leg shots of her dance alone made the price of this Blu-ray worth it. It's a total steal. I wrote that in my notes. Holy shit! Nice. <laughs> anyway, that leads to our first clip. While you guys all process that statement. Good evening. Would you care to sit down? Thank you. What would you like to drink? Scotch. Well, I hope you all enjoyed my show. You know, I have other numbers that might be considered more spicy. But since we're in a nice nightclub, they don't always let me do what I like. Ah, thank you. Oh, I guess. It's a pity you didn't see me in Hamburg. I did a marvelous number with a racehorse. That's super porno, you understand. <laughs> oh, and after that, I did a show with two other women. Tiring, but it resulted in my first contract in the Middle East. <laughs> what wonderful people in all the presents you wouldn't believe. <laughs> I sure was number one out there. <laughs> Miss Cynthia, would you like to come with us? Oh, of course I would. I mean, that's what I'm here for. Gee, I'm sorry about my place. It's just a bit small for a threesome, but perhaps yours. All right, our place. Terrific. I've got nothing against that. I have confidence in your taste. Goddamn, movie. <laughs> that's God. I mean, jumped right into horse fucking. <laughs> Seriously, Jesus. Clip. Yep. <laughs> jumped right into horse fucking. Uh, but I mean, it did, man. That's a little strong to come on to a couple, right? I mean... <laughs> Well, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe if she, I'd leave that out of the resume. Yeah, I don't know if she is trying to ward them off or get them like or to like get, gauge their temperature gonna, of what they're into. I think that's what it is. Yeah, probably. But I don't know if I'd use the horse fuck. I'm just saying. After <laughs> this, we cut to a car ride to the couple's hotel and, or something. There's, there's no. It's got to be a hotel. There's no way that their house is built like that. It's way too fucking modern. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Lena and company's heading off and. She heads inside with the woman while the man says he's just going to put the car away, which sounds like the most porno line ever to get him yeah, right? out of the next scene. <laughs> I bet you are, bro. Fist bump. <laughs> and they kind of walk away from him into a nightmare 70s green checkered room where Lena plops on the bed and starts seducing the woman almost immediately. She places yeah. the woman's hand on her breasts after sucking on her fingers and disrobes as she slides the woman's hand down her body and asks for a kiss. But the woman bites her stomach and then starts like doing this like weird French kissing where they're literally like licking each other's lips with Ugh. their tongues. It's, That's, I don't know, man. Seeing it from the outside is weird. I'm sure doing it's just fine, but. <laughs> <laughs> And I remember once again what it is that I like about Euro Horror. It's this fucking level of sleaze. I have been missing this for this year, yeah. for sure. The lady, Horror. Th <laughs> the lady then starts to nibble on Lena's lip, which gets her really worked up. So Lena strips and starts caressing the woman from behind. And man, is it really hard to type all of these notes with one hand. Why do I keep writing that? I don't know, but it's kind of creeping everyone out. So <laughs> No, I believe that a few folks out there that are into it. It. So there you oh, go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Into it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> You're probably into it. <laughs> The woman's breasts are exposed as Lena starts putting in the sexual moves and undressing her. The woman keeps pulling away and acting odd, but Lena continues the sexual congress, removing her clothing and more kisses resume in extreme close-up as the tongues are really going and flying at each other's mouths like crazy. Jesus. There's also a Good lot of... Them. Good for them. There's also a lot of, like, the lady, like, getting a French kiss where Lena will go to stick her tongue in her mouth and the lady starts biting Lena's tongue, like, gently, but still kind of biting it and 
nibbling yeah. on her lips and stuff like that. There's like a lot of that kind of going on. And it seems like they're trying to make it a little more like sadomasochistic sex, but they don't quite go that far with it, with the biting and things. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, yeah, I guess I, it, that that just confounded me. <laughs> yeah, I can see where that type of like mouth play thing that they were doing would be really uncomfortable for you, sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm just like, oh, okay. Uh, they do all of this in extreme close-ups and cross-dissolves and quick cuts and things like that. And you yeah. just basically see them writhing around and the woman has some kind of orgasmic reaction to whatever is going on, then plops up all of a sudden, grabs her ceramic hand from the table in the room before having some kind of dissociative stare into space. We then see more shots of Lena's vulva and vaginal opening Thank you, movie. And we are at the end of the very first sexy 20 minutes of this movie. Jesus. All I was prepared for was over the pants mouth stuff. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> and, this, and this movie exploded on me. Uh, I don't know. Just make everything a clipper right here. It's going to be fine. Yeah, there's not much to talk about other than yeah, holy fucking I, I shit know. where there are a lot of shots of Lena Ramey's vaginal opening. <laughs> I know, man. She uh, She's a trooper for this one. So, you know, congrats, I guess. I... All right. I want to be as delicately as possible about this as I can, but there's something that I noticed that I wanted to see if you noticed as well. All right. Did you see the string? You know what I'm talking about? The string in a lot of those leering shots of her. Okay. There was a string. You know what okay. I'm talking about? Like what yeah. that string's for and why it's there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, there was a string in some of the shots that you could kind of tell and that you could kind of see. It just kind of like blindsided me because it's a lot more prominent here coming up in the next 20, but you definitely notice it in the shots of her crotch in this sequence where very clearly (laughs) there is a string there on her body, if you know what I mean. And I think you all do. Yeah, everyone knows. (laughs) We have have adults who listen to this show, all right? (laughs) Yeah, they know the type of string and why it would be located where it was located if they know what I mean. Exactly. Let's move on to the second 20. Lena lays splayed on the bed with her vaginal opening, all but winking at us the whole entire time, when the woman approaches her with the ceramic hand and uses it on her body. It somehow just disappears, so I don't know if she placed it into her body, or if it just like got absorbed, or they just dropped it out of the scene and forgot about it. But then the lady mounts her and writhes around all over her. And at this point, I can't tell if this is like a pleasurable experience for the characters or not and i'm starting to get kind of uncomfortable because this is where it starts getting violent and this is where it starts feeling as though someone might be not enjoying themselves anymore but there's no statement of what's going on and the moans become sort of like blurred between pleasure and pain and this is where the sadomasochistic stuff becomes a little more prominent but it's not like they're slapping each other it's not like they're hurting each other there's no whipping being involved it's just they're writhing around in bed and what should be sounds of pleasure sound a lot more like sounds of overexertion and pain yeah it's i don't know uh <laughs> then it gets a little violent i'm, where, a, I'm but, a little lost trying to decide i'm, I'm just gonna be playing safe and sad no thank you movie <laughs> <laughs> no thank you <laughs> yeah i'm not sure what's going on here so it, it does become a bit uncomfortable and i don't even know what this is all supposed to mean or what it's supposed to be but then they cut from that to a man reading a book and seeming to overhear this sexual congress in some way shape or form but he's also disturbed by it too so if this guy's upset then clearly i need to be upset about this yeah yeah so yeah this guy's upset so we're supposed to be upset and then that means that all the nudity that's happening at this point is no longer comfortable and no longer a thank you movie no it's a no thank you like i said no thank you movie 
Then the woman that's on top gets real violent and has this really violent look in her eye. And then we cut back to the ladies getting after it. And I guess they're back to enjoying it. But the man is super disturbed by this. And he screams out to Boris, my arms are tired for some reason. So here's our next clip. Boris. Boris. Good evening, Professor Seward. Where were you, Boris? I was asleep. So you can't have heard them. There is someone or something close to us, Boris. Something frightening. It could be supernatural. Something threatening. A little while back, I had the impression that all the objects in the clinic had an existence of their own. Boris, I help me. I must go to the library. Lift me to the wheelchair. Okay, so if you're wondering why so far the clips have been so super short, because there is literally no dialogue. It's all fucking in this movie, practically. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I was just like, oh, this is this is gonna kill Court because he needs to clip. <laughs> After this, Lena wakes up still naked and explores the room she is in, stepping out onto the balcony, and we see the couple that seduce her sitting outside. As dude hangs his uncircumcised cock and is getting a leg rubbed down, but not in a good way. She's like rubbing the side of his leg, but not like giving him the kind of rub down that he probably wants. Yeah, right. It's almost like internalized, just a te- constant teasing. Jesus. They say good morning to Lena, who sits in a lounge chair of sorts before the woman of the couple walks over to her and begins caressing her body once again, removing her stockings this time. But but why? But why? <laughs> I mean, she still has her shoes on. There is some light tickling involved in this, but nothing too awful weird. Now the woman applies some strange oil to Lena's breast as we get to watch in close-up. So that's a thank you movie again. This seems all consensual. Yes. She works her way down to Lena's abdomen and then oils up the razor-burned areas of her mom's pubis. See, I'm already bored with the sex and describing things in the... Like, yeah, now you're going the, all medical The medical artists. names of things, yeah. Yeah. Before getting some of the outer labia. Yeah, see, I'm bored. <laughs> I'm yeah, already bored with really the sex. Bored. You're, you're already moving. I mean, there is such a thing as too much too fast. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's where the chafing really comes from. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not her chafing, but your chafing. I mean, that's yeah <laughs> the camera zooms in and out on lena's face as she bites her lip and then they show some nipple play and then some nipple pinches and then some nipple licking and then some nipple sucking and then there's more mons pubis caressing and jesus this is really difficult to type with one hand again <laughs> Just then, Lena jumps up and takes off back into the bedroom and plops on the bed for even more sexual congress. And goddamn, this may be my new favorite Franco movie. I- Jesus Christ. <laughs> you, you okay over there, buddy? Everything all right? Yeah, I'm just really happy I had this on Blu-ray. I really, Have you been really hydrating? Was. I'm just asking. Yeah, I'm going to definitely need a sandwich later. See, this is take, why- a, take a large Gatorade. This, you need those electrolytes. This is, this is why the notes took me so goddamn long is because I had to pause for a moment and process everything and clean up a moment he says (laughs) there's more nibbling mixed in with kissing now some serious nipple play and some serious tit sucking is going on that would be the woman sucking Lena Rumay's tits, by the way. As the yeah. woman makes her way slowly down Lena's abdomen, licking, kissing, biting, nibbling, all of that kind of stuff, and then starts doing some hardcore fingering. This sends Lena into a fit. Oh, by the way, the fingering is not on camera. You don't actually get to see penetration in this. They pull it back just enough to keep it from being pornographic overseas. Yeah. 
Gear yeah. it would still get a like a above X kind of rating for that, basically. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, the mouth surrounding the nipple anyway would be basically it. That would be all it would take. Oh, and then the dude just hanging wang, that would probably get it an X. That would probably, yeah. He's just hanging wang. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking weirdo. Uh, All right. So this sends Lena into a fit, begging the woman for more. But the woman leaves her pointing out to the man on the ledge. And Lena continues to writhe in ecstasy on the bed before the dude steps in with his heart on flared up and starts plowing into Lena Romay. Again, no penetration that we actually see, but it's heavily implied that they are actually fucking on camera. It just might have had those insert shots cut out. Yeah. From there, we start seeing some interesting camera work where the fucking uh, lenses that we were talking about in the aviator glasses are actually being prominently used to show Lena's face in the reflection and then the woman of the couple is looking at him as well like he looks back and forth between the two as he's plowing Lena Romay's character this scene ends with the dude getting up and a very forceful zoom into Lena Romay's crotch once again like this film really wants you to see all the way up yeah I mean they listen it's not shy you, you know it well you could probably draw that thing from memory at this point I saw everything I knew I didn't throw that clip away right <laughs> after that we get an arty sequence of someone chanting cynthia over top of establishing shots of a hotel where we finally see lena ramay get into a car and leave and then the disaffected couple appear bored <laughs> and tired of their life in this next like jumping back and forth cut again it's unclear if the empty look in lena's eyes is from some form of violation she didn't want or enjoyed too much like we can't really tell what's going on here they're blurring those lines quite a bit yeah yeah, you don't you can't tell if what's going on with these people right now. As she is still moaning and trying to wrap her mind around the experience herself, I guess. This is all done with a very artsy flair and won't give you a hint as to what's happening either way. It's all just quick flashes and shots. So you kind of have to figure out what's going on anyway. The film then cuts to the dude driving Lena past a castle as the lady is doing some kind of ritual afterglow on the bed where she's just kind of like laying there really enjoying herself but not really doing anything. Yeah. Dude drops Lena off beside the castle where she gets out and he drops drives off. Lena walks into this building and that ends the second 20 minutes. What the fuck is going on other than all of the fucking and the sex that we're not sure is like 100% consensual or not? Like this is it's, We're on a bad acid trip right now. It's erotically uncomfortable <laughs> basically. Yeah. Like like that's where the disease <laughs> the disease I should say, not that well, the disease can come from the fucking, but the uh sense of unease that we currently have is definitely coming from all of the sex because Yeah. It, it lingers, it holds on it, it makes it super animalistic, and yet it does some things with the audio and they manipulate the moans and things like that to where it sounds almost like it's not quite an enjoyable experience and it's starting to become bizarre and uncomfortable, but also like an addictive thing where it's starting to become like uh, infomania and satirist. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Like where like they just, there's no joy in what they're doing. They're just doing it to do it at this point almost. I'm not, uh -huh. I'm not sure if that's what the film's trying to do but i guess yeah it feels like that but uh god it, you're you're almost you're heavily confused as to what exactly is the point of all this stuff yeah so you're pretty much there sitting there with a really confused direction the entire time clip yeah i mean that's yeah i guess that's true uh <laughs> the third 20 minutes starts with Lena Romay roaming around this castle that she was dropped off in. And it takes a really long time of just watching her yeah. like, walk around and everything. 
<laughs> and I'm just kind of wondering why they're doing this after 40 minutes of just straight sexual activity and nothing else on film. But maybe this would be a good time for us all to have a snack and catch our breath. Yeah, right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> they cut from this to another woman washes her hands in a basin and roams around what appears to be either like a kitchen or a dining room because there's lots of like settings for plates and things that are in cabinets. But it might be just like the room where you would actually lay out the plates and everything for dinner and then clean them later and then put yeah. them back here. But it's hard to tell because she's not really in there that long and she was just there long enough to wash her hands. So who knows? Maybe it's a kitchen. And you know what? That's a that's good. Watching this movie, everyone just wash your hands. Okay. That's a that's probably a smart idea. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right. So she sets up this weird like half divider just in time to invite Lena Romay into the room. There's finally some fucking dialogue and God, we need the break. So that's our next clip. Will you bless me, Madame Pecan? Urdu. 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 Annemora Nakapoli Alai. Who told you to come? The shades of the night told me, madame. What led you to me? A voice. The voice of silence. What is it that you are seeking of my knowledge? Life and death. Follow me. Come then. Urdu, Urdu, Anamora, Nakapole, Alai Misin, Serragure, Nabul. But you are extremely ill. You have an illness that's strange, unknown. Product of something frightening. I must shake the ashes. They will reveal all. Frana sibefrana. Frana sibefrana. Frana. You're in contact with them. With my enemies. They're jealous of my knowledge. I know them. They're everywhere. I have the feeling that I've always known you. You have known me forever, because it's the light in my eyes that you know. But they don't belong to me. Did Alpha send you? She wants your death. I know. I've been awaiting this for some time. They want to destroy my wisdom, but it's impossible. I've already transferred it to another, but I won't tell you his name. And I don't want to know. A superior force obliges me to love you and then to kill you, and I only obey. I neither love nor hate you. Okay, so there is a metric fuck ton of staring deeply into each other's eyes with longing looks back and forth to build tension during that clip. But yeah. I cut out all of those fucking silences. That's like 12 minutes of screen time practically. That was some that was some crazy stuff. Yeah, it went on for a really long time. It does it's not actually 12 minutes, but after watching like nonstop fucking, like these kinds of yeah. long pauses, you really start to feel them because you're already like oversaturated and overstimulated. Yeah, you're just like, holy shit, can can I just see some people talking for a minute and i don't know maybe like get a hug 
<laughs> anyway, I cut out those silences to help movie the story along. Uh, I say story in the loosest of terms because this is just a fuck film with some artful flair to it right now. Yeah, right. Jesus. <laughs> and at the end of the clip, the magic woman starts caressing Lena in the mirror and immediately just slips her hand right on down into Heaven's Gate before stripping Lena naked and doing what appears to be some ass worship. Yeah, I fucking said it. There appears to be some ass worship going on in this film. I mean, that is, that, I mean, that is something you're into. So, <laughs> I mean, I guess, I mean, I don't mind watching it, but it's not something that I participate in. So, right. No, <laughs> but yeah, no, there's, there's definitely, uh, there, there's definitely some, uh, bum worship in there. Yeah. Again, it's just, you're almost getting tired of it at this point. <laughs> Lena turns around and there is full on mouth to vulva contact on screen, which would definitely make it X-rated here in the States, but apparently oh, makes God, it okay yeah. to show on <laughs> on foreign soil, I guess. I, right I, there, right? As, I, I guess it's okay for everyone else. When the woman starts kissing her way up Lena's abdomen and more making out begins and a long, quiet moment before the witch strips <laughs> and we get even more sex in sort of fetishy wear uh, lingerie that the uh, witch lady is wearing. I don't know how else to describe it because it's like an old style of stocking that wraps across her and kind of covers her up, but she wasn't wearing underwear and that's all that she has uh, is the stocking wear sort of old timey. Yeah. Yeah. Some old timey type say it's all right There's nothing wrong with that lena finds her way all the way through that and begins finger banging the woman but again we don't see it because of that weird kind of old timey underwear thing that she's got going on with that yeah and then lena mashes her face into the woman's labia and we definitely can see that i saw everything with yeah a, that was uh that was all over the place that's true there was a bunch of wild tongue action going on in there popping up uh in this sequence as well that they showed and i saw everything so it's definitely a whistling in the dark sequence if you know what i mean and i think you do yes it goes on for quite a while and we see it is affecting that professor dude again as he calls for boris um so there seems to be some type of an orgasm sequence going on here but it seems to have gone so good that it actually killed the witch lady and yes then the professor comes remotely during this as well it seems like yeah yeah he seems to have a, a orgasm by proxy over there <laughs> this turn of events has lena remay having a conniption fit and that leads to our next clip professor professor what's the matter with you professor Stewart? tell me tell me what is it <sighs> professor you must tell me, what is the matter with you? Aren't you feeling well? Professor, talk to me. She's there, Boris. I can see her at the entrance of the castle. She needs us. You must go and find her. She's all alone, lost. You must go and find her, Boris, and bring her here. Hurry! Hurry. At the end of the clip, Lena Ramey runs out of the castle and collapses all while her breasts are out because why not? <laughs> We've seen every other square inch of her body already. Yeah, and hurry up, Boris. Starting to piss everyone off. Jesus. Cut to some sort of psychiatric hospital where she is moaning and writhing around in bed and an orderly watches. She wakes up and there's more dialogue. And so that's our next clip. Oh, God. She's regained consciousness. Where am I? Help me up, Boris. Help me up. Hurry! Uh -oh. Boris, you must analyze the substance immediately. Certainly, Professor Stewart. This looks very serious. Oh. Oh. What is your name? Please reply to me. 
What is your name? Tell me. Oh, my, my head hurts. Who are you? I'm in pain. Help me. Oh, Answer my, my question. My head. My head hurts, please. Answer me. Tell me, do you know a woman called Alpha? Oh. Try and remember. Oh, Alpha, no, Alpha, no, no, Alpha, no, no! Does the name Alpha have any meaning for you at all? Alpha, it's her name. Uh, the woman who has drained me of my willpower. Boris! Lena Ramey's character Cynthia gets out of bed with the witch woman at the beginning who is apparently named Alpha calling out her name the entire time. She gets dressed and leaves the clinic with the weird doctor and Boris. That pretty much ends the very first hour of the film. Yeah. And so you've had, we know the story now, maybe. Uh, you say story, kinda. but really what's going on is there's some kind of interdimensional beings that can control humans and like to use us for Through experiences. Sex. Yeah. yeah. And they all also, because they control us through experiences, they basically use sex to be able to do this. And now Lena Romay's character has been sent to kill this other person who is going to stop the people that Alpha comes from that are just using us for experiences or something along those lines, I guess. Yeah. I mean, like, the, I the ideas are something. pretty out there, but it's really just... A, a loosely tied together story that you hear only in dialogue without a whole lot of demonstration just to watch people fuck basically yeah yeah it sounds about right <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's i mean that's a that's a pretty niche thing for an extra dimensional being to do so <laughs> i mean cenobites hellraiser i mean that's kind of uh, what I they do they true. just <laughs> I don't know if it's any different because like she seems to be going through torment what we assumed were bones of ecstasy she's saying how bad her head hurts and that she's in pain but it's still the way she's writhing around it looks like she's enjoying it the way that they're portraying it so yeah who knows maybe this alpha lady does deal in pain it just appears to be sexual yeah and but or maybe it's pleasurable but that's how you control them but you know you're being controlled and so that sucks but it is what it is it could be and then also because she's not doing what alpha wants maybe alpha is actually just putting her in pain when she's in the clinic and as soon as she leaves the pain ends yeah that could be yeah the film doesn't really fucking tell you and again all of this stuff in the story and the dialogue that i've played so far is literally just a loosely based thing that they're describing to have people fuck on film yeah that's uh that's kind of it <laughs> Let's move on to the next 20 minutes and our next clip. <laughs> Boris, quick! She's gone, Boris. They're luring her away. But who are they, Professor? Do you know who they are? Yes, I know, or I think I do. It's someone who's directed by Alpha. Alpha? Who's Alpha? A being who belongs to another dimension. It has come amongst us to seek information about our habits. But we ourselves cannot approach this being. She's in a trance directed by a power greater than her own. To try and stop her would certainly mean her death. Will we see her again? Assuredly, but it will probably be too late. She's already contaminated by this odd substance which has undoubtedly destroyed the fiber of her tissues. Again, just loosely telling a plot to make excuses to have people fuck on camera. Pretty much. 
Yeah, that's that seems to be because this plot is just it's a real reach if you're asking me. <laughs> After this, Lena returns to the magician couple that sent her on this kill quest, and she is laid out before the woman gets up and undresses her, touching her body. It seems this is very unpleasant as Lena's character comes to and screams, leave me alone at them, while they yeah. attempt to subdue her. She strikes the woman who states they must control her, so the man gets her stripped down fully naked and tapes her arms onto the arms of the chair, that sort of lounge chair thing. This causes more screaming and rising around before her legs are taped together and the woman approaches with a cat oh nine tails and starts whipping lena remain's character we so see this bad. we see this once again through the glasses the reflection in the aviators so there's some nice camera work there but the whipping scene goes on forever and yeah. there it, it has some weird jump cuts in it with some zoom ins and zoom outs trying to i guess accentuate the torment that's going on here or something along those lines but it just feels really over stylized and a bit indulgent and just goes on for way too goddamn long mm-hmm. way too goddamn long the whipping finally ends and this seems to put the woman back into some sort of trance and we see the witchy woman naked as she lays down in bed once again then the dude is on his wicker throne and another shot of of Lena's vulva, this time her body is covered in glitter, and the man takes notice when she wakes up and approaches her. There's some more fucking dialogue. Thanks, Christ. Here's the next clip. Don't be frightened of me. I promise I'm not going to do you any harm. What are you? I'm a human being. A normal human being, just like you. Uh, you're a being? A, a human being, if what you say is true. I know it's very difficult for you to understand. It was a long time ago. The boat that I was traveling on was unexpectedly enveloped in a sudden heavy fog. We all then lost consciousness. And when we finally woke up, we were in a strange and unknown place. We had entered another dimension that was very strange. It appeared to us like another corner of the earth. And Alpha? She is of the other dimension. I am her servant, or better, her slave. But... What do you want of me? Why did you pick on me? Why don't you let me go away? Oh, I don't understand anything anymore. Because you've been designated to accomplish an important mission. What mission? And why me? Alpha has orders to eliminate those beings who've become dangerous to us, who've come to know too much about us. One of them being an initiate named Pecan, who you've already killed. The other's a biologist, Coleman, who you've got to kill. <laughs> but I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want to. I never caused harm to anyone. No, leave me alone. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I can do nothing. The mission must be accomplished. You're Alpha's instrument, and she's chosen you to trap and kill the condemned. Your body's impregnated with a substance that is fatal on contact. But you're a man. You know I'm innocent. We could escape together. But you... You wouldn't like to make love to me? I was immunized a long time ago. I can make love to you despite the fact that your vagina is deeply contaminated with this deadly matter. But you're not frightened of me? I love you. You're very beautiful. Oh, well, we're all alone here. No one can see us. Well, I'm sure you'll never regret making love to me, I promise. Come. She goes saying about how she doesn't want to kill anybody to immediately back to being horny and wanting sex with this dude. Maybe it's like a way she thinks she can escape if she gets him on her side. 
Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Just, it, seems, anyway. it seems pretty weird, though. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And this takes us to yet another sex scene where Alina Ramey's body is prominently on display and the dude gets in there with his hand and tongue despite the shiny glitter. More lingering shots of Lena's spread legs that are right up on the vaginal opening, and now some major tongue action as we watch the dude go whistling in the dark super close up. Again, this yeah. would automatically get you an X rating here in the States for sure. Th- definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This Big is time. as close like, as you can get to full-on porn without showing prolonged shots of penetration. That's the only thing it is missing is the prolonged shots of penetration. No shit. You're just like, holy crap. <laughs> They get busted and the dude abandons her, leaving her begging for him to come back and help her or get her off. I can't tell which. And I am once again treated to prolonged vulva shots of Lena Ramey, and that closes out the pent ultimate 20 minutes of the movie. We're going to have a final 25 minutes to go once this is all over yes. uh, that we're done discussing it here. But again, there is basically just the thinnest of plot as to what is happening here. And yeah, it's so, yeah, th- th- there's not a lot going on around here. <laughs> folks there's not a lot to talk about yeah i mean this is basically just a pornographic film and there's nothing wrong with that jess franco has definitely made plenty of those but this is a pornographic film which i will tell you is in fact got all of the hardcore penetration shots and seriously tongue action and stuff cut out of it like the much more sexualized stuff no it actually is there's outtakes of this that stuff in the film which is just a stringing sequence of licking and fucking (laughs) like close up on genitals that's that's all it is (laughs) that's just fucking outstanding. Oh, that's exactly what those outtakes were. If you put those back in the proper sequences in the film, this becomes a full-fledged pornographic film. It really does. It's like unbelievable how much this would become something like that. <laughs> I mean, it pretty much is anyway. I'm getting on the case of the plot, but honestly, they're at least trying to talk about interdimensional sex demons or something. Like it's a little it's a lot more interesting than most of the plots that you see where the guy just shows up to fix the plumbing. Yeah, right? It's like, hey, I heard your copiers busted. <laughs> what are you doing, stepbrother? <laughs> what are you doing? What are you Oh, Jesus. <laughs> let's just close out the movie, man. It's going to be the length of the episode that it's going to be. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just get let's just get this done. All right. The final 25-ish minutes starts with the mirrored shades dude walking into the bedroom of the witch lady and proceeding to do some foot worshiping fetish stuff for her before she kicks him away and signals she wants him to take her to pound town. At least I guess that's what she signals because he immediately strips down and begins their sex scene by kissing all over her. And then the movie cuts to the exterior or the building for a second then it cuts to the professor dude in a shocking turn away from a sex scene before diving right back into them getting hot and heavy as the dude eats the witch lady and sucks on her titties <laughs> she seems really into their sex even though he's not hard on camera i don't know if you notice that or not i mean it's hard not to because it just points you right to it but you also gotta understand you know it's probably you know difficult you got a whole sitting crew around you Yeah, that's fair. The film continues to have her scream in ecstasy as she then appears to like pass out and then he climbs off of her. Did the dude transfer some poison from Lena to the witch or something? I don't understand what's supposed to be happening here other than it's just another fucking sex scene. The professor. No one really knows what's going on anymore. The professor seems to be highly aware of all of this going on and has a vision of it. We then see a car driving and it's the mirror shades dude with Lena Ramey with a voiceover. Thank fuck. That's our final clip. The moon tonight is full she is traveling through the portals of space she has arrived at an unknown shore 
far away. Perhaps, perhaps it's Africa. She's climbing the gangplank of an old boat. A victim is on his way here, too. I know him. He's Kalman, the famous biology, the man who is researching into the phenomena of other dimensions. They haven't met yet, the victim and his executioner. They are going together on the tide of this river, the lost river towards death. We now watch travelogue footage of Lena on a boat with some silver-haired dude that may be her intended victim with very rudimentary drumming that you kind of heard there going on in the background of the clip. Yeah. It is at this point, I have to wonder why this film is an hour and 45 minutes when there is no nudity or fucking in this sequence. It's at this point that I'm starting to feel the runtime. Yeah, you're like, holy shit, this is a... You sit sit there and you're like, that was a bit long for everything here. Feels like filming a vacation to make it part of your movie's budget basically is what this sequence is yeah yeah it really does uh it really does start to feel like that eventually coming up here it really drags down the end of the film as well it takes so yeah. fucking long to get through this sequence it's just there's no point in it it then there's goes a lot it then goes into another sequence of the silver-haired dude roaming around the property one he that he's staying on with a double-barreled shotgun while lena slinks her way into his bedroom and i think then the mirror shades dude pops up so we don't forget that he exists and that this yeah, is yeah. all clearly so, the will of that witch lady but he's still here Dude with the shotgun finds Lena splayed on his bed with the view of her vulva on full display right in front of the camera. He immediately demands she get out, which is the least believable thing in this whole fucking film to me. Yes. Unless he's not into ladies. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Lena overcomes his superhuman ability to not want to fuck her and they kiss and he asks where she came from and then she asks him to go to Pound Town as he touches her and starts to get after it with her. He gets like... gotta know man she's there to kill you but uh, i guess you know oh well at least you go out with a bang yeah he gets his mouth down to the heaven's gate which means he will die soon because apparently lena's vagina is poison i mean in this film yeah it's like it's like the floor is lava game (laughs) lena moans at him while she sparkles in the sunlight and just for fun they zoom into lena's vagina before the dude plops on top of her and they throw down missionary style plenty of reverberated moaning with shots of the professor and the witch lady watching until the silver-haired dude dies in the best way possible on top of lena yeah i mean hey listen we're gonna go go with style right she freaks out at what she has been made to do once again and gets dressed to leave she walks out of the hut passes out again and is picked up by the mirrored glasses dude who carries her away the professor seems to have had enough of this and we see lena and aviator shades dude are back at the witch's pad and shades strips lena of her jumpsuit once again because if she has clothing on we are bored by this story (laughs) and they know that the evil woman looks on in disdain and the shades dude is touching a very shiny skinned Lena who looks mostly dead. The witch lady walks out of the crash pad area to their car followed by aviator shades dude and Lena is shining and naked when the professor dude and Boris arrive to stare at her as she moans and says the professor's name and asks for the professor to tell humanity about this and alpha and all this stuff that's gone on right before she just fucking dies. The professor says let's hope someone will believe us. One more shot of Lena Ramey's crotch then a shot of her laying there dead then the word Finn and they roll fucking credits.
Well, we made it over an hour, which is not normally how much time I last while talking about and or enjoying a porn. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, this show is about 59 minutes and 30 seconds too long then. <laughs> Longer than you've ever made it. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm so roasted. <laughs> ah, feels good. Feels good on this side of it. <laughs> oh my goodness. This, uh, th- this movie definitely goes into some real pornographic areas real fast. Uh, oh yeah. It deals with blurred lines about what is and isn't acceptable in a lot of the film. And it makes you very, very uncomfortable, but that's very much Jess Franco's style as well. Um, like, and it gets to the point where after hours, <laughs> like it's an hour and 46 minutes, I think for this film. But like, once you get to about the hour mark, you're almost completely numb to the nudity. And yeah, really, it, you really are. You just kind of like, all right, let's get this story going. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, and I don't think that that's what the film was sort of intended to be. I think it was intended to be a pornographic film, and if you made it through the whole film, then you know, good for you that you actually followed the story. Yeah, right. Good. Look at you guys, and you did it. I mean, we did it because you know we had a whole show to do. But I mean, you guys did it just out of your own enjoyment. So good for you. And there's a lot of stuff that's like really overindulgent shots of people walking and roaming around the countryside. And it's not that it's not beautifully shot. It's just like decide what kind of film you're going to make and then fucking make it. You know? Yeah. Like, if you're going to give us these long um, pastoral strolls through the countryside, then maybe cut down on the shots of <laughs> zooming into your wife's crotch. Yeah, right. Just <laughs> clip. Oh, uh, that is that his wife? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the guy who played the professor, um, uh-huh. they were pretty much lifelong companions and then eventually were married as well. And when they started making these films together, this is kind of their kink. This is kind of how they get off. She's an exhibitionist and he's a foyer. Yeah. All right, well, then there you go. I mean, that's a perfect match right there. <laughs> <laughs> and that's pretty much what all their films have become. Like, you know, this deeply sexualized like that is because I feel like this is kind of how they had fun and they played. Yeah. And I got no problem with that at all. Um, it's definitely one of the more interesting and definitely has more of a through line in a story that it is trying to tell as well. Although I will 100% say that it will be distracting if you're watching it with all of the nudity. I had no idea what was going on until we were talking about it and all the clips that told us the story were played back because yeah. it just gets lost in a sea of vagina shots for you. And Jesus. I mean, I mean, like all the way up in there, you can see everything, including the string. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you really do see everything. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. That is, uh, yeah that's everything. Pretty much. It's uh it's pretty crazy. <laughs> All right, well we made it over an hour. You want to do a quick news story and then we'll just call yeah, it a day. We'll do it. All right, that works for me. So we're gonna take a little break here. We're going to play some stabbing westward with the song So Wrong. And when we come back, we'll have some side up news.
Those lyrics fit a lot better than I thought they would for this movie, too. Right? No kidding. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, move this whole entire show along so that everybody can get about their day and get rehydrated after all that sexual talk and give them some psyop news. This comes from our man, Robert. Our man in the field, Robert. He must yeah. have an incredibly long penis. He must. Uh, this is on Yahoo. An elephant-sized demon cat is said to appear at the U.S. Capitol before national emergencies, according to reports far back as 1862. And there's a lot of weighing around. Uh, I'm sure, right? Uh, so anyway, uh, for more than 150 years, a demon cat, some say the size of an elephant, is said to appear near the grounds of the U.S. Capitol before national emergencies, according to the White House Historical Association. I got no clips for this. Right? It's probably the, the most, uh, common, uh, it's probably one of the most common of all the ghost stories in the Capitol. Steve Livingood, the chief tour guide of the U.S. Capitol Historical Society, told Atlas Obscura about the apparition, partly because of the fiscal evidence. In 1898, after the Capitol building was damaged by a gas explosion, Paul Prince and the initials DC, speculated to mean Demon Cat, appeared in the concrete poured to repair the small Senate rotunda. While Living Good also told Atlas Obscura that it was quite possible a cat simply walked across wet concrete, visitors to the Capitol have seen the prints and news reports of sightings as evidence of the legend's veracity. The Demon Cat is one of the most persistent and creative ghost stories in our nation's capital. Colleen Shogan, Senior Vice President and Director of the David M. Rubstein Center for White House History at the White House Historical Association, said the statement to the insider. That is way too many titles. I'm just hey, telling bro, you right I now. I can't get it up. <laughs> I'm just saying. Wow. That's that's just too much. Um, uh and I'm going to fuck it to death. Jesus Christ. (laughs) And I'm going to fuck it to death. Known sometimes as DC, the ghostly cat has appeared at both the White House and the United States Capitol. This foreboding feline has more than nine lives, and its appearance uh, portends of an impending disaster. So watch your step this Halloween. The ghostly cat, described at times as a black, and sometimes with tabby stripes, is said to appear most often to guards of the U.S. Capitol, with sightings reported before the assassination of JFK, and just before the stock market crash in 1929 according to the White House Historical Association. In yeah, I got nothing 19- for this. In 1898 Washington Post report about the cat said the creature swells up to the size of an elephant before the eyes of a terrified observer. Well in 1935 the Post reported after another sighting that the cat's eyes glow with all the hue and ferocity of the headlights of a red fi- of a fire engine. Jesus. Uh, long considered a prophecy of coming tragedy, the first reported sighting of the demon cat was in the United States Capitol in 1862 during the Civil War. A guard was said to have fired his gun at the cat, causing it to disappear. From then on, it was seen in the Capitol building basement for national emergencies, according to the White House Historical Association. I can't put enough pieces together to know where the legend came from. Living Good told Atlas Obscura, the night watchmen were not professionals. They would often be some senator's near-do-well brother-in-law that had a drinking problem. The night watchman who reported spotting the demeaning creature, Living Good said, would often leverage their political connections to avoid trouble for drinking on the job, making up stories of being attacked by a fearsome creature. Then the other guards realize that if they see the cat and get attacked, they can get a day off. Living Good told Atlas Obscura, and that's how history gets written. 
The capital region has long been rumored to be home to many mystic creatures and ghostly happenings, though the demon cat remains one of the longest standing legends on the grounds. Its last notable sighting was in 1963, just before the assassin of J- assassination of JFK. There have been no reports of the demon cat being seen prior to more recent national crises like the January 6th attack on the capital. So there you go. Demon cats. <laughs> All Fun right, stuff. So- I like the little like explanation the one guy came up with in the middle of yeah. it where he's like, it's just an excuse that drunk assholes have used to get out of being in trouble. Yeah, or or get a, and then other people who weren't drunk assholes go, wow, we can just say, get a day off of work by saying we were attacked by it. <laughs> yeah, and so then it just becomes a thing where if you need an out and you don't want to do an explanation as to why in the capital, you just yeah. essentially say you got attacked by the cat. Uh, pretty much. Sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> that I is mean, a really bizarre news story. It doesn't even sound like news. It's just I know, news. but it was there. So fuck it. I read it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, did I pat out the episode enough now, Court? Yeah, Can we come go on, home? Court. Are you all right now? I mean, it's going to cut down to like way less than a fucking hour when it's all said and done, but I'll try and pad it out with longer music, I suppose. I don't know. There you go. <laughs> anyway, with that, we're going to play the Ending Legion show promo, and when we come back, we're going to have on the Pirate Radio edit Alice Cooper with Poison. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcast, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th Gets Slade, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Mental Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick 6 Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Which Versus the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found.
So that is Alice Cooper's Poison, which once again, the lyrics fit pretty well with the story that they were trying to sell us in the porn. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that song's pretty right on the nose there. Yeah. Good job. If, if, You're fine. If you'd like to find all the other instances where I was right on the nose with the porn songs. Wait, what? Legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops dash podcast. <laughs> If you'd like to find out a little bit more about what I mean by being right on the nose with the porn songs, you can ask me about it in the Legion Discord chat where more and more of you I've seen from the audience are joining, and I'm very happy to have you there. Yeah, good job. <laughs> One of the places you will not get any explanation about anything, just memes dropped three times daily during the workday, during the work week for the work and stiff, is cinema underscore psyops. There is no context to any of those meme dumps. Never look for answers there. You'll never find them. If, if that's important to you, stay away. Yeah, I just try to get three things that have something similar in common. And that's the most thought I put into that. Yeah, I mean, good job. Those <laughs> memes are then immediately shared to the Facebook group Cinema Psyops and then my feed at Port Psyops, as well as 11 other locations that makes it to a total of 13 shares of the meme. Yes, I am that fucking nerdy. Yeah, why not? Fuck it. Well, you can also email feedback to court, cinemasyopscourt at gmail.com and let them know that you really love when they cover porn films and how uncomfortable we all sound. Because, <laughs> I mean,. <laughs> What do you want from us, people? We don't know what's going on anymore. How much can we describe whether it's in or it's out or if there's a tongue yeah. there or not or whether or not there was a string? And while you're it's out in. there trying to figure out. out exactly what those strings actually were, kick the fuck out of this weekend. Make it your bit. dude start recording on your side doing it one two three good <laughs> let's get this over with so i can go back to bed myself yeah how late were you up last night i don't know the time shift fucked me up but yeah i mean you got an hour back it's it's worse than springing forward kind, yeah it's better than springing forward that way but kind of yeah um i did the notes last night because bev's flight got delayed until the morning and then i heard about that i was like uh, at least they got her a hotel room yeah Jesus. but she packed her cpap in her bag that she checked in already so she got to sleep without her cpap so yeah. she's all grumpy and cranky 
cranky and not well rested and just kind of out of it anyway from being stuck there overnight and then also the long yeah. journey <laughs> and she can't really make up her mind on things that's why she was like she wanted breakfast and then she decided she didn't <laughs> oh jesus christ yeah, yeah. Well, that happens i mean hey listen we're still going earlier than we usually do yeah well i did the notes last night i, I started doing the notes about 11 30 and even with the time shift before i went to bed i think uh i wasn't done until like three in the morning or so and then i really didn't get to sleep because i was like just all out of my head anyway so booyah. oh yeah <laughs> anyway booyah. Doesn't matter. Right. I'm smoking well, up. Let's do this show. Let's yeah. get this over with. Hit, hit that hit, hit that pipe and you'll be ready. Yeah, I got to stop being so cranky myself. Here we go. Yeah. But I don't know if I'd use the horse fight. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's a whole lot of clips. Jesus, you're going to make me actually work to get these out, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> you're making it worthwhile because I have a bunch get, of options. That's right. Get fucked with a horse <laughs> <laughs> well if you like horse fucking man are you gonna like this series of <laughs> coming up of the yeah, box set oh. deep dives because you're gonna oh. see some horse fucking soon oh god really jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> or at least some implied stuff anyway yeah oh. Oh. <laughs> i should move that to the outtakes will you bless me madam pecan urdu urdu, urdu. i don't care if it's gibberish this is dialogue <laughs> Um, I'm trying to find my spot in the notes here. Oh, I gotcha. Ah, see? It's not so easy, is it? God damn it, hold on. Everything's fucking horrible. Yahoo gave your phone cancer? Uh, kinda. Alright, uh, less cancer than some of the links people give me, but, uh, it's, you know, it's there all the time. Yeah. Um, so, anywho... trying to figure out. out exactly what those strings actually were. Kick the fuck out of this weekend. Make it your bit. <laughs> oh, man. And like my sanity, I've stopped recording. All right, that made absolutely no sense, but I'm fine with that. Jumped right into horse fucking. Get fucked with a horse. All I was prepared for was over the pants mouth stuff.